it's not even the, the change so much that they fear. I think some, I think what people fear, what they don't like is the feeling of discomfort. This is the 20 at 20 podcast where I, Bryce Betts, your host, have 20-minute conversations with industry leaders about what advice they would give their 20-year-old selves. Welcome back to the 20 at 20 podcast, episode three already, and uh, starting to get into my groove, feel a little bit more comfortable behind the mic, and feel good about it. Just my first ever time with my new intro song. Make sure you send me a message on Instagram, 20 at 20 podcast, and let me know what you think of that. I'm pretty pumped on it. And today should be a great episode. Super excited for this guest. He's a speaker, commentator, author, and coach. On the other line, we have Dr. Jason Richardson. Jason, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. So you have your hands in a lot of different things uh, business-wise. Could you just paint a picture on some of your focuses now and uh, what you really what you do professionally? Yeah. So what I do, well, my primary focus on is, I'm trying to answer the question how you asked it. So my primary focus is speaking. Um, so that's getting in front of groups of people and either delivering a keynote talk or facilitating a workshop. That's the primary focus. Uh, then next, I also work with high level, um, I don't want to say executives, but because I think the world's changing <laughs> as businesses pertain, but I do work with that, but high level performers, I'll just leave it like that. So some are executives, some are Olympic level athletes, and some are entrepreneurs um, and helping them just find bigger and better limits in their in their in their lives through business sport and life and then the third thing is writing i don't write as much as i'd like to but i do think i write enough so i'm working on my second book the first one was called it's all bs we're all wrong and you're all right the second book which i'm working on is um tentatively titled more better happier um, win the day every day. Awesome. So you have a, a few different things that you're focusing on and does your, does your focuses every day really change or are you still able to have a pretty strict routine, um, throughout the days? Um, you know, it's interesting. It seems like they're different focuses. I suppose, uh, clearly writing is, is its own, um, I don't know if it's activity. It's, it's definitely a specific task, but for me, I'm having the same conversation all the time. Um, it's just the venue is different, right? Like one venue is, uh, is, is paper or on the screen writing it. The other venues face to face in, you know, one or one on one or small groups. And then the next venue is on a stage in front of, um, you know, hundreds or thousands. So, uh, but the conversation, the message, the intent is the same. Obviously I deliver it a bit differently based on the, context and based on the audience so it's pretty interesting there's it's i view it as doing different things so that i can do the same thing i mean i, I view it all as one thing i suppose that makes sense that yeah, helps for sure thank you yeah so now if we have a pretty good idea of what you do today 
Could you zoom back and I guess how many years ago was it when you were 20 years old and what were you doing at that point? <laughs> so I literally, so August 19th is my birthday and I'm 45 in the year 2019. I know that's not very evergreen for the podcast. So that's why I said it that way. I'm 45 in the year 2019. So when I was 20, that would be 25 years ago. Is that the correct math on that? And what I was doing, I was in college. I was an undergrad at the University of San Diego, not San Diego State, not UCSD, but USD, the uh, smaller private school in San Diego. Um, and I was racing BMX professionally traveling the country and uh, eventually the world. So 20, that would be 90. Wow. That would be, what would be, that'd be, that'd be 94. So, wow, oh, 20. Yeah, that's a good one. So I was literally really just getting into the swing of things. So, um, yeah, 94, I won that summer. I won my first world championship <laughs> in BMX. So there you go. Um, I was like really starting to come into my own as, um, as a professional athlete. That's amazing. I didn't realize you were 20 years old when, when you were doing that and all, all while you were going to college, were you, were you going full time? Yeah. Well, technically, yeah. Well, technically I was 19, but I turned 20, like, you know, a month later or something like that in that summer. Um, cause my birthday's late in the year. Um, the eighth month of the year. Um, yeah, I was in college full-time. I was always a full-time student, um, which I think helped a great deal, uh, for me at least, because um, then there was, there was, you know, when you're an athlete, there's always a bit of a question of what's next. Uh, you, and at 20, you, you kind of think, you know, life's great. It'll be like this forever. But but still, I think there's there's always a what's next. But, uh, you know, I think being in school was a great – one, there was no option. Just I, I wanted to do it. I wanted a college degree. I wanted to um, to be educated. It, it was a, It's a value that, that my family has always had. Um, but two, looking back, I think it was, it was helpful in that um, it, it, doing both kept me grounded. So I, I never got too overly obsessive about one or the other. Definitely not school, but but I was always appreciative to get back on the bike after you know sitting in class or writing a paper. Yeah, I think it's it's nice to be able to have something to shift your mind and not a hundred percent dwell on something. So maybe you had a bad race weekend or something, and you're able just to get back in the classroom and and it's just that routine of having stuff to do, and I think that allows you to keep moving forward. So you did mention uh, you were thinking about what's next, which is pretty apparent in your career today. Obviously, you went through a great deal of school to become a doctor, and uh, you're, you're practicing today. So what were you thinking at that point? What were you studying, and, and did you always plan on becoming a doctor? Or do you have an idea of what you thought you were going to do at 20? No, I, I, had, I, had zero, I, had, yeah, I had zero plans on becoming a doctor. Um, my major at the time was philosophy, go figure. Um, but, you know, my dad had said something about doing something I liked, studying something I liked. Uh, I was a bit, I, I minored in business, but um, but philosophy seemed to come natural to me. 
uh, I did like talking and thinking about big things, big problems, um, looking at things from a different perspective, um, arguing those perspectives, backing those arguments up more importantly. So, and then obviously being, being an athlete and, um, having results actually be, you know, be, be a major part of me staying, uh, you know, making money and providing for myself or keeping sponsorships. So, so it was pretty, it was a pretty interesting blend of this theoretical world with, um, application and being able and, and achievement. I'm not going to say executing, but application and achievement. So my head was never too much in the clouds with that. But to be honest with you, I didn't, you know, there, there's a lot of directions you can go after college. And, and also in the 90s, um, you know, the degree at the time, having the degree, um, it was different, right? So you didn't have, you didn't have many um, MOOCs. You didn't have uh, online school. You didn't have, um, you know, there wasn't as many people, you know, you know, the, the student debt thing was not a crisis. Um, so, so having a college degree was still somewhat of a leg up, um, in the job market, regardless of what you studied. Uh, so, so that, so to me, I, and I didn't think I would necessarily look for a job, uh, because I, I, I still wanted to race. Um, and I ended up racing long after I graduated college. Um, but yeah, my major was philosophy and I figured, um, I would, probably start my own business or entrepreneur or, or, or maybe even plug into the industry somehow on the marketing side. Um, and, and that was what I was thinking at the time until, uh, probably I, was, I graduated in 97 and I had about a year, which actually was my worst year racing, uh, the year I actually had no school. And then, um, my friends, were all in banking and finance and they, their companies were talking about sending them to, to get their master's degrees in business. And I was thinking to myself, Oh, I should probably do that. Um, and I had, I had a great contract with, with a big bike company at the time. Uh, one of the biggest in the world. And I, I found myself signing myself up <laughs> to get my MBA and, uh, got my MBA, which was more specific, right? Thinking again at the time that, you know, with the MBA, then I could probably plug myself into, um, if I had to cubicle work or managing a business, but it's funny. I, it's, I never even, I never even got my MBA to actually work for someone else. Um, and when I probably about midway through that process, I was thinking, I was, I realized it's like, man, like they're teaching me how to work for somebody. They're not really teaching me how to like work for myself. It was pretty interesting. And that was, again, this is like, you know, late nineties, but, um, but I thought it would still be good to have that under my belt. Um, you know, I, I like to refer to learning all these things as, as, as speaking different languages. So there's languages like Spanish, English, French, German, but there's also these languages, right? There's a business language. There's a language of psychology. There's a language of philosophy. So there's these professional languages. There's a language, language of athletics and BMX specifically. There's a lingo. So, um, so I, that's one of my kind of um, talents is that I speak many different languages uh, um, <laughs> in, amongst different communities and groups, and and therefore I'm able to to be effective, um, 
at least an effective communicator uh, and, and not an inspirator, motivator <laughs> in those in those different groups. Nice, I love that. I, I did see a tweet recently from David Perel, who's a uh, he's really big in like the direct to consumer marketing in New York and stuff. But he talked recently about. Um, basically multiplying your talents so you could be really good in business but if you also know psychology um, that's going to be able to do a, a whole nother multiplier his examples were a biologist who speaks five languages and has a PhD in history they're going to have a, a very different perspective than just a normal biologist so it's cool it sounds like you actually are applying that by having so many different languages quote unquote that you said no I, yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly I think um, that was really evident when I did become a psychologist, um, again, went back to school this time, a third time to get my doctorate, uh, where, when it was time for me to intern and earn my hours and essentially start seeing clients as a, as you know, before I got my clinical license to practice psychology, um, it was very clear that, that I was the natural pick amongst the other candidates because uh, all they had done was, was go to school straight through. And while they, um, you know, might've been great students, I had this, I had these, these, these varied experiences, uh, plus the education. Um, and, and so when, when I found myself when I was sitting with clients, like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I could, I could talk business or I could talk law to a certain degree. I could talk sports. I could talk, um, um, you know, I, I know what it's like to start a business. I know what it's like to be on your own. I knew what it's like to, to work at a company, like all these kind of things, these things I could, I could draw on, um, knew what it was like to go to school online, go to school brick and mortar. So all these, these different, uh, not only experiences, but, but different kind of, um, professional, uh, experiences and educational experiences really, really helped me, um, broaden my perspective and also more importantly, connect the dots in areas that I think um, is, is the difficult thing. Cause let's face it. I mean, information, anything you want from an information perspective is there for you. Um, the important, the important piece is application. The important piece is connecting the dots. The important piece is seeing where, you know, how the puzzle piece fits, seeing how you fit, Seeing where you can add value, those are the those are the important pieces I think to kind of winning this thing. Nice, and and so by connecting the dots and sharing your perspective, that's really what you're doing in your career, right? When you're when you're giving advice to the um, maybe maybe a different word than executives, but but your clients, um, or when you're speaking, that's exactly what you're doing, right? Is just connecting different dots. Yeah, hel helping them connect the dots, but then also seeing helping them with the source um, the source from where all of that, you know, their success or their failure comes from uh, my first book um, BS BS stands for belief systems. Right. And then how, how those beliefs really drive, you know, how we, how we view the world, how we view others, how we view ourselves. It drives, uh, you know, how our emotional states to, to a, certain degree it, it drives and ultimately it drives our action that's for sure um and those actions drive our results so so that's the premise for all of it um and because we've been living in our bodies our whole lives we tend to 
we tend to um, not always recognize <laughs> some of the belief systems that we have uh, that are working for us and more importantly, not working for us. So, so, so di- going, going into a deep dive um, with groups, organizations, teams, and individuals on that um, really, really is helpful so that they can, you know, change behavior or habits um, and, and start rethinking how they approach their business, sport, and life. Nice. And, and in your book, It's All BS, We're All Wrong and You're All Right. I actually illustrated, so I'm a little bit biased, but it's actually a book that I... You did. You did. Yeah. You did. It's actually a book that I, I probably reference the most just in life. Um, and this one section, I'm not sure which chapter, but it was the infinite continuum with the been there, done that. And it was basically this timeline. Yeah. And uh, I reference it all the time in my life because I've, I've gone from... Um, being an athlete in BMX and then transferring to focusing in school and then also in career. And a lot of my friends uh, being in that mid-20s range, we're kind of transferring from focusing on school to getting our first jobs and that kind of thing. And uh, the infinite continuum, it really talks about you see maybe this rock and this tumbleweed um, maybe in your school career and you don't realize that you're going to see a very similar dilemma that you're prepared for because of previously on a, on a different uh in a different focus maybe school you're going to come up with that that same problem of i don't know maybe you're overwhelmed with the, your workload or something that could easily happen in both school and work and that's just something that i i really do like and i think it's super relevant to someone that's that's in their mid-20s and and transferring into that different thing so did you see that same thing as well with you for maybe in BMX you were noticing some of the same struggles that you were focusing when you were getting your master's degree totally totally and the the cool part about it was um, what clicked for me was when I wasn't scared of it anymore right so like of course of course when you're starting something new it's maybe daunting or overwhelming scary um, but from the perspective of infinite continuum theory, right? Like I look back over time and everything I've been through, guess what? I've been through it. Here I am. So, so, and and by the way, like if if you're not scared and you're doing something new, good for you. Like it's icing on the cake. Like I'm not saying like, like, like I'm not making this rigid rule that you have to be scared or that, that anything has to be a certain way so that you can perform at your best. I'm just saying we're human, right? And I'm never going to ask someone to not be human. But for me, what clicked for me was when I was starting to look back over, over all these things that um, I was doing or did, I could see this pattern um, of, and it felt more fundamental than like anything um you know, I talked about belief early, but it, earlier, but it felt more fundamental than, than just like my value system. It was just kind of like, Oh wait, like this is scary. I've never done this before. Or, Oh wait, I've seen this before. It'll probably go like this until about this point, And then things will start to shift. Right. And you can throw in the 10,000 hours thing, which has been debunked or you can talk about, but, but there are these kind of, fundamental patterns that do exist, I think, in the world. Um, And so if we can learn to accept that it's just part of the process, right, all of it, being sucky at something before you get better at something or being scared to do something before you're not anymore, 
um, then we don't have to be fearful of of that thing as much. And the interesting thing is I think a lot of times people, you know, when it comes to fear um, or resistance to change, it's not even it's not even the the change so much that they fear. I think some I think what people fear what they don't like is the feeling of discomfort. <laughs> what they don't like is the actual fear, right? And then at that point, now we are getting into values. Now we are getting into like you know, your own kind of belief system about, you know, who you are and, 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 you know, where your ego's at with all that stuff. And, um, you know, are, are you, you know, where, you know, one big question I've started to ask lately, um, with everyone is where in your life are you lying to yourself? Right. Because I think like, if you could accept that you're human and you get scared and things are hard, and do them and focus on tasks or focus on the job or focus on the, the what to do, then, then the being comes after that, right? We're human beings, right? Mm-hmm. Not human doings. So yeah. it's not about being busy, but it's definitely about being efficient. I think it's definitely about, um, moving forward intentionally. Um, especially if it's something you say you want to do. I put a post up the other day talking about fear and, uh, especially with, with sports is it's always an easy analogy, but, um, you know, it's a real simple way to like solve your fear. Uh, you know, it, which is, which is don't, don't, don't compete. You know, if you're, if you're scared of sharks, don't go in the ocean done. Like you pretty much guaranteed not to get bitten by a shark if you don't go in that water. So, yeah. but if you like to surf or boogie board or swim in the ocean, and it, you know, then at, at some point you're gonna you you will want to reconcile with that fear, and that's not saying get over the fear. It's just saying accept that it's there and move forward anyway, right? Now, granted, your your chances of getting bit by a shark are, are probably less than one percent. I don't know the exact ma- um, statistics on that, but um, but as it pertains to school and moving forward with your career, yeah, you are a freshman in high school. Guess what? If you go to college, you'll be a freshman in college too, right? And then when you get out of college and you apply for your first job, you'll be an intern or a, you know, or a, you know, a, a low level, you know, or entry level, I should say, um, employee. That's the rock and the tumbleweed, right? So, so, so you've been through all of those things before. So granted, you may not necessarily like it, but guess what? You're here. And you've already been there and you've already done that. You've just done it at school or you've just done it at college. Now it's your turn to do it at work. Nice. I, I totally related to that. And to be honest, talking to you right now, I'm reconciling my fear. I've, I've wanted to start a podcast for so long and I've just been scared of uh, just really things out of my control. And, and I wasn't really, I, wa- I wanted to be perfect. And, and to be honest, I, I was never going to become perfect especially by not starting so just by starting is is such an important part of that so if we could zoom back um when you were picking your what you were focusing on school you mentioned that your dad told you to just uh follow what you like and so that sounds like a large mentor in your life but when you were in your your 20s did you have any other mentors in your life that that had an impact on you um becoming who you are today totally i was just thinking about that yesterday um you know, like I said, a lot of my friends were in banking or finance. Those, they were, I call them college friends, but they were actually already out of college when I was in college. I don't know how we got connected. Oh yeah. I remember it was the fact that I had a fake ID. 
<laughs> and so I was able to go to some establishments in the evening. Uh, but these, I mean, how fortunate though that that I did connect with these guys who really looked out for my best interests. Like they really did, um, and they kind of took me in as their 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 little brother, um, you know. And and they were college graduate professionals, and um, yeah. And I think I think they really, you know, like like the getting the MBA. I mean that that was a seed that was planted. Um, I remember one of one of my competitors uh, in racing, like he bought a house. It was like this amazing house. And I'm not going to give it up too much because I don't want people to know who that is. But it was a really amazing house. And I remember leaving there. Um, and, and one of my friends who I was talking about uh, earlier, they were like, he's like, yo, they were like, yo, Jason, I know. He's like, I know it kills you to see him in that place right now, you know, because you guys race each other, blah, 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 blah. He goes, but dude, he's like, and he just, and he was pretty upfront about it. He's like, man, he's like, in five or 10 years, that he won't be able to even hold your jock. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty, pretty upfront. And I was like, huh, but it, but I'm glad he said it then. And I'm glad he said it now. I mean, not that I'm like in competition with that guy or it's about me versus him, but I think what he was saying is like, look, dude, you, you know, you're setting yourself up and, you know, don't, don't let that, you know, don't let the fact that, that he has this thing right now, like, don't let that um, distract you from the fact that you're totally in process of like setting yourself up in a way bigger than big, you know, bigger than, than he, where he is right now or will be. Um, and, you know, it's things like that, you know, um, you know, those guys say introducing me to a, to a financial planner, you know, talking about, you know, what are you doing with this money that you're investing <laughs> or that, I'm sorry, what are you doing this money that you're winning at races? Are you investing it? Do you know what the power of compounding interest is? You know, that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, I think there was a lot of people um, that, that kind of helped me through, not kind of, they did. They helped me through um, things when I didn't even know that I needed help, wasn't even asking for help, but just through, just through good friendship and, and um, guidance. Nice. I, I totally love the serendipity of, of finding those mentors. Obviously, it's not like a website or some sort of thing that you go to this specific event and you know that there's going to be someone that has a large impact on your life. But for you, just having a fake idea and being in the right place, you met these people, got close to them, and they had such a huge impact. And that's super inspiring just to make sure that I, I go to these events um, where I can meet different people and just be open to the people that are coming into my lives. And you never know that the sort of impact that they're going to be able to have. So we are coming up towards the end of the show. I do want to just ask you, though, um, is there anything that you think at 20 years old you could have really heard to maybe alleviate some stress or anything that would have made your journey to, to where you are today easier? Easier. Um, let's see. I think back to my 20s. Um, and even though I had that good mentorship, I was still in my 20s. I still probably thought I knew more than I did. Um, I know that. <laughs> I also know I left a lot of money on the table. I know that. Uh, and this is coming from a person who was able to buy a house um, the, the same summer he graduated college. Um, so I think two pieces of advice. Um, one, one is um, start yesterday. 
like 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 whatever it is you think you want to do just 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 start just start um and then i think i think the other piece is um you're you're not going to miss it now i don't want to say now it's interesting i say it like that right because because like well i guess it kind of fits in with the fomo thing right but when i say you're not going to miss it i'm not saying like your experiences you probably will miss those so cherish those and go have great experiences but you're not going to miss it as it pertains to some of the financial decisions you make when it comes to purchases. So my kind of rule of thumb with purchases are um, do your best to get the best equipment or tools for the job. Do your best to invest in experiences and do your best to invest in yourself. All the other stuff is just stuff. That's, that's like amazing. you're not going to miss the car stereo you never had. See what I'm saying? Yeah, or the Yeezys that I really want that just came out, the all black ones with some reflective. Right, uh, because <laughs> because they're dope. And but the truth is, like there there's going to be another dope set of shoes that come out in four years or five years or even you know a month from now or you know what I mean or when you're you know when you get some birthday money from whomever. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much for sharing that. There's definitely some good quotes that I'm going to be able to pull out of that and, and share on social, which uh, I'm sure they'll see on your page as well. So where could everyone connect with you? So the best place to connect with me, um, Instagram at real Dr. J rich. That that's at R E A L D R J R I C H or through my website. Yes. I still have one of those, a website um, that would be drjasonrichardson.com. That's drjasonrichardson.com. I also have a YouTube channel too, where I'm talking that ish on a bunch of different subjects. So, um, you know, type in doc, Dr. J. Rich on YouTube or Dr. J. Rich DMX and something will come up with me on it. So there you go. But um, with that said, um, anybody wanting to, to bring me in to light them up as far as their, their team organization or company. Uh, that's what I do. And we can workshop it or we can, we, or I can just come and, and deliver a, a keynote or talk. Happy to do it. Awesome. Thank you. And is your book uh, still available on Amazon? It's all BS. It is still available on Amazon. It's currently being rebranded, recovered, um, and it's been updated, updated some of the footnotes. And also there's a, there'll be a, a bonus section at the back that talks about, um, that expands on the story of the brothers uh, and kind of gives some, um, some backstory to that. And then the whole reason why I'm doing that is in preparation for More Better Happier to come out. Nice. But, um, I can't yeah. wait for that to come out for sure. And I do appreciate you coming on as a great episode. And I, I feel like I'm getting a little bit more conversational in this podcast. So I'm definitely glad with my personal improvement. And I think you've definitely helped with my perspective on growth and investing in yourself. So I do appreciate all the impact that you've had on my life. And for the listeners, thanks so much for listening. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, that's no, good. It's good. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. That, well, it's always interesting following you, Bryce. So I'm 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 proud that you're uh, that you're you definitely keep putting one foot in front of the other and and forcing yourself to grow. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. I've 
definitely had uh, times of struggle along it, but everyone has. So I'm excited to, to keep putting one step in front of another, like you said. And just for the listeners, if you could please review on any of the platforms that you listen on, iTunes especially, it really helps my podcast. And uh, look forward to next week on Tuesday, where I'll have another episode talking to industry leaders about what advice they give their 20-year-old selves. Thank you. Take care.